This is a podcast brought to you by the team behind the Pharmaceutical Journal. Through this channel, we hope to keep you one step ahead of developments in pharmacy, medicines and the pharmaceutical sciences. Over the coming months, we'll be giving you exclusive, behind-the-scenes access to our expert journalists and special guests, sharing their knowledge and insight. This is episode one with our careers editor, Angela Cam. Today we have part one of an in-depth discussion about the results of an investigation we recently conducted into the ethnicity awarding gap for the MPharm degree in the UK. Put simply, we wanted to know if there was a difference in the proportion of first or upper second class MPharm degrees being awarded to white and minority ethnic students. This investigation was born out of our PJ Mind the Gap campaign, which aims to highlight social inequalities in pharmacy and campaign for change, which you might have already seen in the journal. As you're likely aware, recent events in the US have sparked a global conversation about racial inequalities in all walks of life, from health to economics to education. And this is for party and this is for government this is absolutely committed to closing the gap between those who are most advantaged and those who are most disadvantaged that is why we're not just talking about it like the party opposite we're driving up standards in education and in schools that's why we're spending an extra billion there's a well-documented gap in attainment in uk higher education with the latest data showing a 13 percentage point gap between the proportion of white students and the proportion of black, Asian or minority ethnic students being awarded a higher class of degree. But to date, no data has been publicly available specifically for undergraduate pharmacy students across the UK. We acquired data on MPharm degrees awarded for all UK pharmacy schools during the 2017-18 and 2018-19 academic years. Figures for 30 schools of pharmacy were provided by HESA, the Higher Education Statistics Agency. We crunched the numbers for 4,690 students with a recorded ethnicity to determine the proportion of students awarded a higher class of degree, both nationally and for each pharmacy school. 91% of white students were awarded a first class or upper second class honours degree, compared with 79% of black, Asian, minority ethnic or BAME students over the same time period. What this means is that on average, there's a significant national MPharm awarding gap of 12 percentage points. There's also considerable variation between pharmacy schools, with 18 schools showing awarding gaps of up to 37 percentage points in favour of white students. Our investigation didn't look into the possible reasons for such gaps, and it's not a name and shame exercise, so we won't be calling out any particular universities. But in this episode, we want to hear from some current students and student bodies about their first-hand experiences of undergraduate pharmacy training. Awesome. So Ishwa, I'll just start by asking you to state your name, uh, what year at university you're in, and your ethnic background, please. I'm Ishwa. I'm in second year pharmacy right now. And my ethnic background is um, I'm Pakistani. My name is Adam Ismail. I'm in third year of pharmacy, so I'm going into third year. And I am Pakistani. Um, okay, so my name is Aneku Agada. I've just finished my third year, so I'm going to be starting my fourth year um, in September. 
Yeah, um, hi, so I'm Sarianji Doro. I go by Sarie, and I've just finished my third year, so I'll be going on to my fourth year in September. My ethnic background is British Nigerian from the Iroquois tribe. I had long conversations with the students, and of course, they all had their own unique set of experiences at their respective universities. But a few common themes emerged. Firstly, the issue of representation. When we were introduced to most of the faculty, really, you could literally see them lined up and it was mostly white, mostly male. And I think that image kind of stuck in my head for first year, at least, where I was like, is like, can I really see a future of me being successful as, you know, whatever route I want to take? So when you don't see representation, it can kind of put you off a little bit or be like oh maybe the whole point of me is just to kind of get the degree do my thing get some money but it would not fulfill you I think like in terms of actually thinking you're you you know you could be successful or actually make a difference in pharmacy. It does make you feel as though black um, individuals are not good enough to be in the spaces where they are the ones passing on knowledge and giving to the next generation because academia is very difficult and it is very um, competitive and you do have a do to do a lot to be in that space so you're kind of wondering are these just the best people that have ended up here and if this is what the best is then why is that so it can make you take a step back and think okay so this isn't for me i'm not even going to try anyways Let's look at a different avenue. So in pharmacy school, it's very mixed. So the actual white British students are the minority in the class. I don't see it as I'm the minority in my year group. I have one lecturer in particular. Um, I'll approach her and she's she's white. And um, we just seem to connect. So I wouldn't say I pick an ethnic minority person to approach but it does make me feel comfortable that there are ethnic minority teachers and lecturers there. I'd say half is um, of an ethnic minority, the other half is white. I think there is something to be said about you know being able to build rapport with um, black and minority ethnic lecturers in a way that I just don't feel as though I'm able to do with a lot of my white lecturers. One of the conversations I'd been having with a few other black students was around, you know, the pharmacy society. So how that is very white dominated and you don't feel as though you can integrate well into that. So representation amongst faculty members is clearly an important issue for the students. You can't be what you can't see as the saying goes, but it wasn't just that. All the students from different ends of the country felt that their ethnicity actually made it harder to get good grades. Yeah, I definitely think that at times um, people have underestimated my academic ability um, due to my race and the misconceptions that they may have around my race, my ethnicity. I feel like I want to perform harder than the people who are on my course 
that aren't an ethnic minority because I feel like that can be a barrier. It might not be a barrier at the moment, but it might be in the future, but I need to show how I'm different. In pharmacy school, I've just gotten very used to not being on a level with um, my my teachers and my professors and things, and that's just from um, that's just from high school, from college to now. It's just been a thing that I'm not very I'm not a very asking person when it comes to um, teachers and academics, just because I've never felt that I've received the help that I wanted to get or that I needed in specific situations. Something that black students struggle with in university is feeling that they belong in the spaces. Knowing that there is such an awarding gap um, between ethnicities, it's, it's kind of a deflating piece of information because you think, so if this exists, that means that I have to give 115% to get to someone else's 100 maybe you know it's not something that is so overt but just in sort of you know minor ways that you know they're less willing to take the time to explain things to you or they're maybe a little bit more blunt with you than they would be with other students but I know that I've had some experiences in the past which didn't feel great at the time um, it kind of made me feel a little bit isolated on the course and where do I go from here if I'm struggling with something and my lecturer is not willing to um, have a discussion with me, then where can I go? Do, do I have to build my own support systems? You just feel a little bit isolated at that point. When you go through that type of experience over and over again, you kind of think, well, I'm a smart student. I achieve well academically. So what is it? that separates me from these other students, the only thing that I can think of is my race. People kind of sometimes underestimate you in terms of opportunities. And I think they might not think of you as the first choice for, um, I don't know, let's say they're running some sort of project and they want to someone to uh, sort of head it and reach out to people like that sort of scenario I think um, you might not be in, in someone's head automatically I also think that some people's potential um, could be getting a first but then because of um, you know the pressure they put themselves on or they feel discriminated against they might not achieve that You're listening to a podcast brought to you by the Pharmaceutical Journal, the official journal of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society. You can join today for the equivalent of 60 pence a day. Search RPS membership to find out more. One final common theme that emerged was the desire to see this issue given more transparency at university and throughout the wider profession. I do not think that um, there's enough visibility in regards to the awarding gap it's definitely not something that's talked about on the course. It's not something that you see everyone thinking, okay, this is something that is actually really bad. Like in general, this isn't a very wide conversation. It's mainly limited to either BAME groups 
Um, so, you know, like the Black Pharmacist Collective, where we're actively working on this, um, or select members of staff who work in diversity and inclusion in, within universities, um, who really make it their goal to try and tackle this. Um, you don't see a uni-wide approach to say, hey, we really need to do something about this. So I think it is really important that everyone needs to come together and look at this issue, not just um, people of colour, but also our um, white colleagues. The awarding gap is definitely something that is not part of mainstream knowledge. It's not widely acknowledged or discussed. So yeah, I think the awarding gap is a really good thing to get out there. It's a really good piece of information to let people know that there needs to be a rejig in the way that things are assessed. There is a section of higher education that is being neglected. I feel like we need to know more about this. The fact that there is data backing it up, people don't realise that there is much of a difference. If you as an ethnic minority person are going to the same university as a, a white person, then you wouldn't really think that there is a difference in how well you perform. I feel more people need to know about it, and not a lot of people do. I don't think um, a lot of people know that there is an attainment gap. I think um, there should be transparency because uh, people should know uh, what's happening. And it's not, I don't think it will be a case of putting people down or anything like that. I think it will just be highlighting an issue that's been happening. And then if they explain what they're going to do about it, how they're going to address it as well, I think people will be a lot more reassured and they would kind of think um, that the uni is sort of looking out for them and it's not just like them being isolated or them against, you know, their white counterparts. Obviously those clips are so hard to listen to because from my perspective as, as a white student, it's, those experiences just don't match up to mine and I'm saddened as a human being but they echo what our members are saying to us too and it, it proves a culture that exists within academic institutions that needs to be stamped out because no one should be made to feel less than because of the colour of their skin. That's Isabel Lowings from the British Pharmaceutical Students Association or the BPSA. They're an organisation that represents pharmacy students and pre-registration trainees. I told Isabel about our investigation and played her the student interviews and it seems the views expressed were not unique. Several people had made similar statements to the BPSA themselves. We had heard sort of colloquial information from students, but until someone like the PJ had actually gone and got the data, we hadn't seen the true extent to it. Obviously, we're massively disappointed that the gap exists within the MPharm degree, but unfortunately not shocked as it seems to echo that of national statistics but we want to support students as best we can to help bring that gap back down to zero where it should be. As well as having a responsibility to action change amongst universities, Isabel told me that this debate has caused a bit of soul searching for the BPSA themselves and how they operate as an organisation. The BPSA has been looking introspectively a lot about our own failings for our black students and we had a really good meeting with 
a few of our black members who were quite vocal about our failings um, and they said to us, you know, your events aren't always very inclusive and we went away and looked at our events and went, actually, they're not always very inclusive. So we're looking at ways to develop systems so that beyond this executive's mandate, that we're always considering the different barriers that can prevent students from certain groups attending our events. And things like ensuring any panels we have reflect the pharmacy student body. So ensuring that we don't have all white panels is a really good way to act on those inspiration points that we talked about earlier so that students can see faces that look like theirs within the pharmacy leadership. I raise the issue of representation with Isabel, how it feels to be a minority student and not see similar faces amongst your university lecturers and what effect that might have. Every student when they start on that day has the same potential as everyone else except then they come across all these different barriers of not having people that look like them teach them and not having people that they can turn to when they're feeling upset in the same way that white students can and the university experience is so massive it's not just about going to your class and learning the content it's about networking it's about learning all these soft skills it's about creating a community and being part of a community and if students don't feel a part of that then absolutely that is going to affect their academic performance because you rely on your peers you rely on your lecturers for support and if you can't get that you're already at a disadvantage from every other student there. Um, so do you think the universities are at fault? I think pharmacy itself as a whole community is at fault. The leadership is at fault because the students were saying themselves they can't see people like them sitting on national boards. And we'll commit to saying that academia has its flaws as well, the same way that BPSA has their flaws. I think we all have fed into creating an environment that isn't inclusive and now it's our responsibility as the leaders to transform that environment on behalf of those students that we failed in the past. So should universities diversify their faculties? So have more BAME representation? I think diversifying the faculty is a good first step. I don't think it's the only step. Um, when guest lecturers are invited in, it's easy to just consider people that you've always had in before. But there are fantastic black pharmacy leaders out there who should be considered and perhaps just aren't. Um, so things like that, that just allow students to see visibility, encouraging them to attend events where they can see other black students that look like them, which I'm proud to say the BPSA is a good way for that to happen. But doing more to provide opportunities beyond the course is where they really need to be heading as well, I think. And what message would you like to send pharmacy students about the awarding gap? What the BPSA wants the students to know is that we know that the attainment gap exists. We know that it's disappointing and disheartening to see that it exists. And we will commit and promise to do more as an organisation to ensure that we are inclusive of all our students, especially our black students. And we will continue to advocate on your behalf with the Pharmacy Schools Council, with the GPHC, with every organisation until that attainment gap 
becomes non-existent. Well, that cues up part two of this episode quite nicely, when we'll hopefully be hearing from the General Pharmaceutical Council and various pharmacy schools about what practical steps are being taken or should be taken to address the pharmacy awarding gap. I'd like to thank our students, Unikwojo, Sarie, Ishwa and Adam for sharing their experiences and opinions, and Isabel Lowings from the British Pharmaceutical Students Association. Please join us again next time. I'm Angela Cam. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to a podcast brought to you by the Pharmaceutical Journal, the official journal of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society. RPS puts pharmacy at the forefront of healthcare. Search RPS membership to find out more.